Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotmap. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio hotmap. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. because he's not really on the show, which means it's time to start the show. Is it? Five, four, three, two, one. G'day viewers and welcome to episode 81 of Radio Hot Lap, that zany podcast created in the world headquarters of Radio Hot Lap in South Australia that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool and emerging technologies, barbecues... Absolutely. Gadgets and possibly lawnmowers <laughs> if we could get one around here in the backyard. Well, if we could get a lawnmower in the backyard, it'd be very good because at the moment you can't even see Rusty Sausage. The grass is so long. You can't. And hello to Rusty Sausage. Yeah. Who's out and there doing balloons. Who's that? And Johnny, we've got a guest. We have, but before we introduce guests, you know, we're the, we're the stars of the show. Oh, we are too. What are you drinking? Um, mate, well... <laughs> Hello JP, how are you mate? Good to Good see you, glad yeah, to see you yeah. weren't on time as usual, at least consistently yeah, right. inconsistent. Well, <laughs> We've yeah. got Bryce Washington here with us, hello Bryce. G'day fellas, how's it going? Well, it's very Thank good, you. it's glad you could make yeah, it. Yeah, wonderful. Been, <laughs> have been, here? Well, we've, been, we've had a few false starts. We have. Well, don't mention starts, I've we'll talk about that later. Bear has been playing out about starts, but we'll get to that later on. Bryce is, for those of you who are unaware, Bryce is competing in the 2008 Career Cup championship and currently fifth in the championship after three rounds um, and uh, always going to go forward from there isn't it mate we hope so oh it's been an interesting start that's for sure we'll get onto that in a little while but first off when you've finished your olive we'll get to you Good. jp what are you having to drink tonight mate i'm just back on the light beers johnny because uh, i've been for a minute meeting and uh, you know Hi, there you go it's Target Tasmania week, and so it you're is. having a cascade. I am. I just thought I'd celebrate that, and uh, cascade it is. Cascade's on special at the moment too. Cascade Premium is on special for about thirty-eight bucks at most bottle shops in South Australia. If anybody wants a bit of Tassie beer, things not going well at the office. No, things are going very well at the office. I just thought maybe Thank you're you. cutting back on budget. No, 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 not cutting back at all. In fact, um, <laughs> you know the uh, the last. Uh, newsletter and um, surprise podcast is going exceptionally well yes that's another story to be talking about is. Bryce later on you're out you're having a glass of something very interesting I have had this one before but obviously you're a the fan Rockford. tell us about mm. this one mate the Rockford is definitely a family favorite I think my mum introduced it because she's a good drinker and um, yeah since then it's been constantly running Alicante Boucher. Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's like a rosé. From the Barossa. It yes. is a rosé, mate. Mm. Right, okay. Yes, and uh, quite a nice little uh, vineyard, the Rockford. It is. It's uh, absolutely stunning. In fact, only a couple of weeks ago, I think we also enjoyed a basket press yeah. from Rockford, which uh, gave me a headache the next day because it was very heavy duty. and um, oh, It always is. I drank too much of it. And you can't find many places that sell it. And Let sell me tell it all, you. Sell it all. That uh, Rockford is one of the few wineries, other than Henschke, that have sausage dogs. Well, and if go. you go there, you will find two sausage dogs, as shown in the wine dog manual. But that's another ah, story. That is, that is definitely another story, the wine dog manual. Um, so what are you drinking anyway, Johnny? It's a little trip over to New Zealand, to <laughs> the uh, north part of the South Island, 
the uh, Marlborough, Marlborough region, one of my favourites, Villa Maria Sav Blanc. Well, funny that, because um, when we had our meeting earlier on, Sonia was drinking a um, Marlborough... Um, Villa Maria Sav Blanc. No, a Kaka. <laughs> ah, no, a metal plant. A Kaka Sav Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Keke Rosberg. Um, no, uh, uh, Who's got red Ka- t-shirts? <laughs> nah, Catalina? Catalina, that's it. Well done. Catalina. Worthwhile like him. There you go. Very nice. He's just uh, masquerading as a racing car driver at the moment. Mm. He's going to become a sommelier later <laughs> on in life. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's a person who knows everything about wine and you have big chains around your neck. And you sort of you give, you <laughs> right. give people crap and drink half their Do wine like that they're the paying for man? and sort of swill it around. That's right, and then spit it out. Have to spit it out. Yeah. yeah. No swallowing. Tell them to pay full price. That's right. Bit like, bit like the uh, Chasers War on Everything, where you get the uh, <laughs> the chips with chips with extra chicken salt, but hold the chips. <laughs> it's a bag of salt. Oh, I like that. Watching that on telly last night. Well, there's plenty to talk about because we haven't been talking for a while. Sorry, viewers, oh, well, we, we haven't, haven't been Johnny was away you. last week and I was away the week before, so uh, it's been very difficult to uh, get together to do a show. So I think what we might do is, since we've got Bryce here as a guest, just rewind in time, uh, about uh, two weeks ago to Wakefield Park where you had the... Uh, Third round was it the second? Third round of third the round. third round. Yeah, that's right. AGP was the second round of the uh, Carrera Cup Championship, um, uh, along with the Fujitsu support. Mate, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. It was interesting. Um, obviously, after the heavy crash I had up at um, the Melbourne GP, the car was pretty bent still. And uh, yeah, it, um, I don't know. It went okay. We probably should have been probably third for the round. But there was a couple of options. I. Uh, oh, we didn't quite get. I, I, I guess the car was a bit of an issue. We had a had a problem with the shock, so we changed the shock, and I guess we didn't get the car quite right. But it was okay, and um, yeah, ended up fourth of the round, fourth, 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 fourth. Hmm. A very consistent day then for you, and uh, that's always good to get a bit of a points haul. Um, karate took the took the round out. You had a couple of good dices with uh, Berto. I mm. uh, noticed that you spent a bit of time in in practice getting your your brake set up just right with the new surface on the track. How critical was that? Yeah, it's interesting. That new the new track. It's still bumpy. Like that track's always been renowned for being really bumpy, but um, it's still bumpy. But it's um, obviously the group level is obviously a lot better. We're about a second quicker a lap, so it's obviously a fair bit quicker. But you know, Aaron this year compared to last year is just so quick. So it's um, I guess you know each year the Cup Car you know series has just grown and grown. And you know, I mean, if you look back last year, there's a lot of people saying. You know, this year wouldn't be so strong, but there's, you know, the, the times are quicker. They're getting faster and faster. So, obviously, everyone's going quicker. And, you know, obviously, you know, Beardo's, Beardo's third or falling back in the championship a little bit now. So, it's a, bit, a little bit interesting, which is good. When, uh, obviously, you spend a few years in a championship, you, you get more confidence and you, you know how to drive the cars better. Mm. Do you think that it gets to a point where you stop learning in a championship and maybe at an early age you can learn a lot more but let's say Bairdo there's the dogs the, the, the <laughs> balloon's gone the, balloon. the balloon's gone bang in the background balloon 100 do you think that uh, that Bairdo who's um, you know probably 10 years older than, than all of you at, at, at the least um, they, they they slow their rate of learning and hence they probably drive more for a, a finish and yeah I don't know I think I think the longer you've been driving in a championship the more you understand the championship and obviously he's been He's been doing it for a while, but you know you can't really compare him to Jim Richards or something like that. Where you know they've done so much racing. You know he's 
How old would Beto be? He'd be mid to late 30s. Yeah, that'd be about So he's not yeah. mega old yet, is he? So, you know, he would still be hungry. Whereas, you know, you look at the likes of Jim Richards when he was racing back in 03, 04. Um, you know, I think he probably lost a bit of the hunger, so that's why he slowed down. I don't think Beto's slowing down at all. I just think, you know, there's a couple of drivers that gone going a lot quicker. No, I wouldn't say there was slowing down. I would say more that he's, his rate, I suppose when you get closer to the top, it's harder to, you know, it's that, they're trying to chase that, that, that yeah, second. Yeah, that, that tiny little difference. bit. It's, it's pretty yeah. logarithmic. And, mm. and, and in terms of hunger, I, yeah. I guess he can get stale. I guess you can get stale. Complacent, yeah. Mm. Um, it's like anything. If you go testing in these cars, you know, if you do too many laps in them, you know, especially a track like Wakefield, you know, it's when you're going around a, if, you know, it's a 58 second lap or 59 second lap. It's it's pretty short. You, you don't want to be doing a lot of testing because it, it can have the, re, the the reverse kind of effect. You can go slower. You just you you just get bored, I guess. Mm, right. So. Yeah, and, and, and no. I suppose Beto is already, as, as yourself, have spent a fair bit of time in endurance events mm. with the GT Championship last year, but also um, you know, racing in the Nürburgring and also at the final round of Le Mans Series in, in, uh, in Brazil mm. last year. Um, obviously, you'd, you'd probably like to try and sort of follow some of Beto's steps there, Nürburgring 24-hour, Sipang 12-hour, things like that, back maybe in the Le Mans Series. Yeah, I guess um, obviously the Quins and, and um, VIP Pet Foods and all that, they had a pretty close connection with Beto, so that's who was at, how, how he was able to do that. I, I love racing in Europe, and um, you know, just those cars are incredible. So yeah, I mean, I mean look at Alan and, and what he's done and stuff like that, it'd be great to get more involved with that, but it's just like anything, you know. Um, in Australia, the, the main thing is V8 supercars, and that's what I want to kind of get into, because I don't want to... I, I don't know, I've, I've kind of... I enjoy racing over there, but I don't know. I, I enjoy Australia. I like Australia, so I'm going to stay here. Well, I think that's why uh, Alan's <laughs> bothered to move from Denmark down here. Well, he calls, yeah. uh, calls Australia home, although I don't think... I think, you know, he's... Uh, he'd be paying about $3,000 a night based on his current well, way uh, he's paying yeah. rent and staying there. Yeah, so it's yeah. sort of... Uh, you'd be just about thinking about staying in a hotel. But, uh, yeah, I think... But going to Europe, everything's bigger. You can learn a lot from these people. So maybe it's just having a combination of those. Yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't matter what I do. I, you know, with my racing, I'll always um, try and get overseas at least once or twice a year. It's, it's fun, you know. It's something different. I mean, we don't have a lot of endurance events here. We don't have really any. I mean, the 24 hours is gone now. And yeah. It, it makes it kind of... I don't know... It, it makes it, it kind of, it changes the whole normal scenario of a race meeting. You know, turning up, you have a short race and stuff like that. So I enjoy it. It's something different. The last uh, overseas uh, stint you did was the uh, the Rio 1000 kilometre race with uh, Alan and um, twice um, Porsche Super Cup champ Richard Westbrook yeah, in the awesome JWA guy. car. Mm. Um, the car wasn't, uh, well, it, it, it let go on you. That's a, that's a bit of a pity. But um, did you learn a lot from, from those guys just being with them? the little yeah. time you were look, in the car look Alan and I have um, you know we've raced together in the GT championship and stuff like that and we got on really well so he um, he was really good to me and since I've kind of started all my international stuff he's been so good and he's a good guy to learn off of because he's got a lot of experience um, obviously Richard as well um, Super Cup obviously runs with the Formula, Formula 1 World Championship that's you know it's a massive thing like, there's a lot of experience there between I guess two guys and to learn from them it's um pretty good pretty good opportunity so yeah you do learn stuff but um, at the end of the day everyone wants to try and be as fast as they can obviously Richard was incredibly fast because he knows the car well and they'd both driven both Alan and um, and himself they'd both driven the car before I'd driven it so 
you know, I had a little bit of a catch up before I got in the car and it took a, I guess it took a little bit of time to get used to the car, but all Porsches are pretty similar. So what is the, the key difference between a Carrera Cup car and a Super Cup car? Well, well you, you got so much error in the Super Cup car. You know, it's... Uh, you've got one car that's got 415 horsepower you've got one that's got 480 horsepower with you know and the, and the, the you know the the RSR's got a huge amount of aero grip so this the high speed cornering is just so much better there's such a, it's such a better car it's, it's crazy that you know the difference between I guess the horsepower and the, the wing being another you know probably 30 30 centimeters longer I guess it'd be yeah, it makes a huge difference. It's right. huge. And the flat bottom floor, yep. it's a lot of grip. There's no flat bottom on the Carrera Cup car? No. Right, okay. No, it's just your plastic spec. With all the all the bottom of the RSR is all carbon fibre and it's pretty slippery. Why does uh, why do they not bring the Super Cup Championship out here to Australia as a sport F1, whereas they do in Europe and America? Or why do we do the Carrera Cup thing? Is it a, a, like well, a local contractual obligation? or? Well, Carrera Cups run throughout, a, throughout the whole world. So yep. there's different, you know, Germany... Um, they have different ones throughout Europe and stuff like that. So each country's got their own Carrera Cup, but Super Cups, I guess, the pinnacle of the Porsche kind of racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't come here purely for the fact that you know the Australian Grand Prix we run there. So um, you know we when when the New Zealand kind of championships on and stuff like that, we don't race over there. You know, it's just it's the same kind of thing. You know, they they do the events in Europe, and each country does the. Um, I don't, I'm not sure the story is with when they race in you know different countries through Europe, but I don't know. I think well, they, don't they do Super Cup all through Europe, but then they'll if 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 I it's, think there's a German if it's South America or whatever, there's no it Super could be Cup. Just a logistics issue. Like, yeah, I'm you know, sure it's logistics. Cars around mo- the yeah, like and that. it's moving them around. Europe's totally different than moving them around. Well, I'm sure you're soon going to be able to find out when you uh, move over to the uh, US to do some racing in California when you arrive at your new Venice uh, beachfront yeah, property yeah. in California, mate. It's looking absolutely great. When, yeah. when did you decide to pick that up? Well, I've been looking through the Rob report, and I'm pretty excited about <laughs> some of the properties involved. They are pretty expensive, but I might have to take a loan out. It is important, though, that if you are travelling over <laughs> by boat, that you do have the right outfit when you arrive there. I mean, I can't have you in a, in a blue in a blue shirt with white cuffs and white collars. No. It's just not on. Well, I'm no, not no. a fan of that at all. Oh, I mean, the, the Hoff will get you. The Hoff. Apparently, the Hoff's having a few issues with women. He's having a woman in a bottle. <laughs> he can't get himself a woman, so uh. what do you do if you're the Well, because he can't share his alcohol. Is that, is that the no, issue? he's hogging it. He's, he's drinking it all himself. I mean, he's busy with Mel. <laughs> chucking phones. Oh, dear. Oh, no, he's not the phone chucker. No. Who is? He's not. No, oh, it's that football player from Sydney. Barry Hall's mate. <laughs> phone chucker? He's an actor. Yeah, but he's a phone, isn't he? No, that was Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mate of the Swans. No, oh, he's the Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs. So what do I know? Rabbitohs who haven't won a game all season thus far. NRL. He's doing them great justice at this point in time. Well, anyway, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to Bryce a little bit later on, and feel free to interject at any time. Tell us we're wrong. Don't tell us if we're right because we always know we are. And uh, <laughs> I was once wrong, but then I worked out I was actually right in the first place. And I suppose as the as the Alicante <laughs> Boucher disappears off the table. We might talk uh, towards the end of that frightening experience you had at Sandown last year. Um, Because this is a show about barbecues as well. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a definite bargain. That's a bad segue, oh, Johnny. Oh, I had to <laughs> get it in. Yeah, 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 15 yeah. minutes, 36 on county. You get points. All right, JP, what's going on? Stop. 
What do you want to know about? Motor, you're right. We're talking motor racing or... Well, we're I don't care. Yep, motor racing. Let's motor, go. We're talking motor racing? Well, you know, I mean, you've got to... Uh, okay, because, because we've missed a couple of weeks, I mean, you've got to go back to the um, the supposed Sydney AGP plot. Um, are Sydney going to try and pitch the Grand Prix? This is really the big question. I, I can't guess. see it working at Eastern Creek. Yeah. Like, uh, I've always said well, that Sydney's overstimulated. Like Too many gonna... things are going on. If it went round the rocks, maybe that'd be all right. But uh, out there, like they're going to need well, going to need a bit of super well, phosphate to make the place I mean, look, the, look pretty good. It doesn't seem to work that well in Melbourne, even for the same reason that there's always so many bloody sporting events going on. Yeah. So you know, you'd have to wonder whether Sydney could actually make a go of it and make it pay. Well, you, every time the Eastern Creek events on for the V8 Supercars, you know, there's like four people there. <laughs> so look, I guess, and then you look at the A1. There's hardly anyone there. I've raced there yeah, last year. I raced yeah. there. It's, it's going to be hard. They're going to have to transform it a lot to make that mm. venue work. That's right. They're even saying that it's going to be in the order of, like, you know, $100 million or something to be able to bring it up to, to level one. Does that include lights? <laughs> so they can appease the European TV No, audience. but it does guarantee you relatively ordinary Pluto pups. Right. Because that's pretty much all you're going to get out, out that way. But I don't think, Bryce, that it's, a, it's really a, um, a candidate. It'd be great to be able to bring it back to, to Adelaide. But, of course, I think now that uh, the, the supercars would never share with that. Um, oh, and and who knows where it's going to go. Sydney's lost its luster to you to, to some extent, you know, whilst you like going there because it was a, a lovely seaside place. Now with your new space aquarium, spacearium in the house, I mean, you just don't even need to leave the place to see what, like, the barrier reef's like. It's, no, how good no, is that? That is the best thing I've seen in many a year. It's the new age of aquariums. It is. New age. <laughs> Say no more. Watch out for a new brand on his race cars. So. That's right. Well, <laughs> maybe we should do it. Well, don't tell yeah. the viewers. <laughs> oh no seriously let's do it it does look pretty good we'll just rip okay. this one out of the magazine yeah don't rip it out of your magazine <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's your Remember, magazine you always collect your all the Rob oh, report yeah. always usually about 1695 what is with people news? running magazines and ripping pages out mm. oh, that annoys me you get on the plane and you're just like well I'm yeah, pretty good right to too. read that page yep. it's gone <laughs> Mm. It's, it's gone. Or well, someone's ripped out of like a, a recipe or something. <laughs> recipe? No, no. Excuse me, look, I don't want that milk. Could you sort that? That's right. <laughs> We're here to please. It's a bit like the, 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 the banks and the, and the health funds. And uh, Amy wanting to get you a new dress. If you, know, if you break down on the middle of the road, if you break it down in the middle of the road, they say, we'll go out of our way, or they're in our mate, and we'll get you a new dress for your B&S ball. Well, they won't. <laughs> They'll just pretend to in the ad. Because it sounds like a good idea. All right, let's move on. Last week to last weekend at uh, New Zealand, a great event at Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton, absolutely sensational. I uh, would think that that will be taking the award for the best supercar event of the year. You'd like um, to think so? Well, it's not that I'm. It's not sour grapes against Adelaide, but I think it's time for a bit of a change. And there was well, it is. the track looked awesome. It it, 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 had, did. it had so many different kind Apart of from stupid chicanes. <laughs> it's pretty clips. It's got to be a better way um, of doing the chicanes. It's, it's, it it's, it's Clipsal and the um, Indy on the Gold Coast roll yeah, into one. Yeah, it is. You know? And, and that's the way it came across, funnily enough, mm. on the TV. Absolutely. It was Good in... size curbs as well. You know, yeah. you can't, you've got to start off the curbs. Yes, I did like that that extra bit of runoff there. And mm. they, some of those curbs are quite greasy too, yeah. so a little bit of surface change there. And turn one was very much like, uh, like uh, turn nine at Clipsal. Uh, Neil Crompton uh, managed to uh, make a little bit of a faux pas there. He doesn't often do that, but uh, seeing he did, I thought I'd co did correct him by saying say it's very much like the Toronto race they have in the States, 
Well, it's actually oh, in wow. Canada. Canada, yeah. Absolutely. Toronto in the States. Isn't he awesome? Oh, he just anyway made it. The United fight. States of Canada. It's just like when the big guns come out. Now, the only thing that confused me about Hamilton was mm. like that there's been conflicting reports about crowd numbers. I read somewhere 170,000 and then somewhere else 155,000. Now, I mean, either way, it's still a bloody it's it's good, good roll-up. There's mm. no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, here we go again. Who do you believe? I would tend to think that that was a fairly fairly accurate uh, sort of a figure and you know you've got to you've got to realize that when you get in a population as small as New Zealand with a couple of million and you get 175,000 people going to a car race like that that's a burglar's delight there's heaps of places where there's no one people can break in no one will ever know it, it's just great for business as a burglar but I'm not endorsing that no as you wouldn't absolutely not so, and you even bumped it up to 175,000. Well, that is 155,000. I, I, I was over talking the three to South Australian Motorsport Board. I heard it was 200. And 75,000. But uh, no, it's, I mean, everybody was just full of praise for the event and uh, certainly it went off very well. I, I, do you call it the Hamilton 400, though, or do you call it the Hamilton 329 plus the Demolition Derby? Well, I hear Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Mazira is still there writing the paperwork. I promise. I promise. There was a, the driving standings were a bit dubious, but I suppose you really got to, you know, mm. you to take that into. This take that year into, has been pretty full on. Yeah, into consideration. It's just been carnage after carnage. Yeah, and good drivers as well doing it. I mean, look at, mm. oh, I mean that incident with Jamie Winkup, yep. Todd Kelly, interesting. Well, it was. Who's at fault? Well, this is. Not I think it's a racing incident. Oh, and geez, but there's been so many racing incidents. But it was a qualifier too, and he could have got out of it. And of course, as the wall, because the wall does come back yeah, in. Well, I can tell you, Johnny, back in the old oh, yeah, days, everyone's a racer. No one's going to get out of the way. And if you're on a hot lap, you're not going to get out of the way. So, you know, he, he he made an error. Todd made an error. He should get out of the way. But he like I must admit that, that Jamie's pretty diplomatic. He didn't cane him on the TV. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and Todd went, look, True. you know, blah blah blah, you know. He was a, a bit sheepish. He's a good kid, Jamie. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, look, it was um, it was a very very exciting um, race. I think it's the first time I think I've ever seen Paul Morris do a race and not actually hit anything. <laughs> one of the races. Or he hit something. No, he hit something in the first two races, but not the third race. So you got away with one race without hitting something. Well, it didn't look like the car was as damaged as usual. <laughs> 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 and, and and like you know, and, and in the first race, Andrew Jones hit those curbs so hard that like there were some cats looking at the propeller shaft flying around as it went down there. It was right right up on its side, and yeah. you could sort of see the un- exactly. Yep. You can see what it had for breakfast. Talking about Andrew Jones, he gave me a few lessons back when I was racing Formula Ford. Right, is that right? Yeah. He gave me about a second out of Malawa. A second of his time. No, the second time. I, the, <laughs> really se- the second. The second time I went to Malawa. Ever, were the first time I ever tested a Formula 4 when I started, just before I was about to start racing. He came out and he taught me how to drive. He did uh, start in uh, in Formula 4, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Okay. I guess that's where everyone starts, though. Because you uh, had a, a couple Formula of years Fluff. in Formula 4, and I, I, I've, I've told you this before, that I recall quite a few years ago, watching the telly there from um, from Barber Gallo, you coming up and over the hill there, and down the other side and having an absolute monumental. What actually yeah, happened, mate? I think mate? we should step back a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, plant, I'll plant the seed. Okay, we started off the year, pulled the first two rounds, won the first two rounds. Oh um, four? Um, it'd be yeah, oh four. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'd come away um, winning um, Wakefield Park. Went to the Melbourne Grand Prix, won that. Went to Perth, pulled Perth. Um, first race finished second behind Dean Fiore, which is my current teammate. And then second race, um, first lap, 
went to the bowl, got, I was actually in first, went straight off at the bowl, rejoined in about probably 16th position. Next lap came around over the top of the hill down the main straight and um, the yellow flags, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the yellow flags came out. Sorry, the safety car came out. The safety car, I think it was. Anyway, James Small jumped on the brakes. I jumped on the brakes. And um, Junior Karate, Aaron's brother, went straight into the back of me. I hit the fence, probably about 160-odd. <laughs> and um, while sitting, sitting, against the, sitting against the fence, just about to get out of the car, another car came and hit me head-on about the same speed, 160, 170. It was a very big crash. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. Pretty lucky. So, yeah, sports tonight, play of the day, BW. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? You got the BW play of the day. Yeah, that's oh. good. How, how does it, how does a big shunt like that uh, in, in your early career like um, uh, change the way that you approach racing? Do you become a little bit more cautious, or and how do you how do you manage the way that other people might sort of preempt you? Well, look, that look, I don't look at it as being my fault. If I had passed James Small, the, the reason why it's ha- the reason why the the whole crash happened was purely because James Small jumped on the brakes. If I was to overtake him under safety car period, I would have, you know, I would have probably got a, a drive through or something yeah. would have happened. So look, I hit the brakes and just like anyone else would have done. So, you know, it wasn't really my issue. But look, anyway, you know, looking from that event, coming away from it, you know, the, the rest of the year, I was really struggled. You know, from coming from, you know, having pole three, you know, three weekends in a row or, you know, three rounds in a row and all of a sudden just struggling you know obviously it has a pretty big impact was when that you think you're going to lose your legs it's not good I can tell you yeah, so when was, you think it's all over it's not, it's not, it's not ex- exactly so fine. was it uh, like was your confidence knocked around or was your self preservation mechanism kicking in I think both yeah, confidence no, no. was gone you know any rise I mean going to Bathurst um, you know that year was pretty difficult although I did well you know it was pretty hard you know because you got so many rises there and it was exactly the same as Perth so, you know, it's just confidence. Yeah, I guess it's a confidence thing. Knowing you can, you know, hold it flat. It's kind of like cold trickle. Mm. <laughs> Going through the smoke. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Seriously. Anyway, you can ring James Small back later and um, <laughs> work no, it out. Mate. He's still sore because his dad's yelling at him. <laughs> Good old James. Yeah. Well, yeah, and congratulations to Garth Tander. Like, oh, um, three yeah. out of three. Yeah. And and uh, and drive. Rick Kelly Top to uh, yep. you know chip away there under the radar as usual. Get the points. Get the points. Get the points. But uh, yeah, you got to be sad for um for for Win Cup to yeah mm. to drop from first in the championship down to fifth. So that that's that's tough, and everyone's going to look back on that uh, during the year. The knowing that you know <laughs> he is always going. If I just hadn't had that, yeah, it, uh, I could have been here. But having said that, we've seen people rise. To through adversity like that and he, he is on form at the moment so yeah. I know, see no reason why he wouldn't be any good as we go to Barbagello in the west I guess if you look back you know I guess you got Garth Tander and Jamie Winkup the most motivated guys in Supercars at the moment and they're the fastest guys so it's pretty disappointing to see Jamie where he is but you know, he'll fight back he's a good driver he did any other notables of the weekend I don't think so. Interesting to see the... uh, Just overall, it was a bloody... Just a good round. I mean, you know, the Kiwis must have been absolutely wrapped, I would suggest. I I think it's an absolute uh, credit to them. And and also, it's just great to have another street race, which looks like it's be a lot of fun. I think it's definitely something we want to go to. And and now having the mayor from Townsville over there sort of as an observing role, 
mm. bring on Townsville because yeah, that sounds like it's going to be good. And awesome. I, yeah. I think, you know, it's talking yeah. of Kiwis, Fabian Coulthard finished fifth mm. for the round. Yeah, that's well, pretty yeah, good for PCR. Was, best yeah. ever result for it that is. team. But they have a, uh, a, a, a CL handy down chassis, or chassis eleven mm. or something. Mm. I think it's yeah, the, the car that. Uh, that Alan and um, and Richard Lyons drove to fifth last year. Richard uh, Lyons drove to yeah, fifth Bethlehem. last year. Yeah. So um, previously, you know, uh, it was a proven chassis car. anyway. Yeah. A proven chassis, and and no disrespect to JB who was there in his in his final year. But you know, we were talking earlier about sort of can't learn any new tricks, and I know probably the enthusiasm's gone and a little bit, and the mm. anger's crept in. Anyway, it's good to have a new face in there, and that's really good for for, oh, for Paul Cook. It's good for him, man. Beautiful. Right. Oh, oh quick. Uh, yeah, I'm just doing a bit sure. of a... This okay. is a very nice little sneaky wine from Rockford. Coming from the wine to the, the rosé, it's pretty sweet, isn't it? Also, accompanying your enjoyment of the rosé is some uh, little... Uh, almonds. Smoked almonds. Yep. Smoked, smoked almonds. Not hickory, but An just orange. smoked. And some, a couple of uh, olives from Batiga Rotolo. Up the road, JP, that you happen to sell the Apple computer. That's quite correct. In fact, Rosalie, who runs Batiga Rotolo, is actually in Italy at the moment, probably buying up big on some wonderful new food to stock the place up with. Oh, isn't that so just go. lovely? Should isn't I mention it? your name for a discount? No. Well, you don't You'll get probably one get charged double. They aren't. They aren't. Uh, they hold, they're not holding back. They're not holding back. They're not holding back. Well... Your turn. Well, well, all right then. Well, I was just going to say, well, viewers, if you're thinking of going to Bathurst and camping this year, you need to get your ass into gear very quickly. Uh, as of uh, this morning, I understand that McPhillamy Park, all the campgrounds there were sold out. Uh, paddocks sold out. There's not a lot left up at um, Solman Park. And there's not a, le- a lot left uh, by Hell Corner. Um, so, and oh, and the... Um, the little uh, camper van area down uh, oh, down the bottom. There, yeah. Yep, that's all sold out as well already. What's happening with that new uh, multi-story four and a half star? It's finished. It's finished, but is is it available? Can you move in? Uh, and have you bought a pad there, Bryce? <laughs> no, I was actually out there uh, ooh, oh, straight after the Grand Prix for the AMG Mercedes Day. There was Tell us about that. Yeah, that'd be good. That sounds like fun. That was an interesting experience. Um, yeah, thirty-five of us were there from, um, I guess different kind of forms of motorsport there's rally drivers um, V8 drivers Jamie Winkup Will Davison was there um, yeah pretty much anyone was any any driver that um, was half decent was there and um, through the cracks oh, eh? yeah the and then there, yeah, yeah we yeah. took media around um, we had all the best customers throughout Australia there and um, yeah we just went around and around and around <laughs> and around for four days straight but look Mercedes Benz they did such a good job I think they spend between six or seven million dollars on their van. That's huge. It is. In in Australia, that's something pretty impressive. And um, you know, you look at the other manufacturers like Porsche and, and Audi and, and so on that do events like that. You can't compete with that. I mean, I, I've I've done other days, but you look at the Mercedes days. They let you take the car, and you can just go as hard as you like. Especially around Bathurst, that's pretty Oof, impressive. It's it the is best very place, impressive. The best the best track in Australia. You can go as hard as you want. The only problem is we had to sit next to the guys doing. It. Yeah, that'd be a bit nerve-wracking. That is the scariest thing ever. Did you have your helmet on? Yeah, everyone had helmets. Everyone had helmets. And look, it was... um, Were there any bingles? No, no one hit the wall. Oh, fantastic. I had had, had a guy go go through the chase. He goes, um, oh, yeah, it's easily flat through the chase. I went, nah, dude, not in this car. (laughs) It went off. 
<laughs> Will you win it? Yeah. All oh, right. Oh. Oh. Off, yeah, it's pretty that is a testament to testament to like the obviously the, the quality of the Mercedes product, um, and and I've been noticing that there's a, a bit of a pullout from some of the high-end European manufacturers with the Sydney and Melbourne Motor Show, citing the cost of being able to do two mm. is prohibitive. So well, it's maybe coming back to customers, and yeah. that's why Mercedes mm. did that, and purely for a customer thing. They're not doing um, the Melbourne Motor Show or the Sydney Motor Show purely for the fact they want to give something back to their customers. You know, I think it's mm. good. And it's a good evangelistical role because... Uh, they basically have bringing the right people there. They're going to tell a story. They're all yeah. going to weigh, go away and tell the right people over over dinner who are going to go. Well, we want to do that. I, I wouldn't see it would take too long for Mercedes to be able to recoup that um, mm. that that sort of investment. So, um, which caravan park they put you up at? <laughs> about this? Yeah. Mm. Mate, I'm not saying about this. We start at someone's house. Right, uh, but what did they do okay. with all the people? Do they have different people coming in every day and flying them in and out of Bathurst? We well, had well, the same people there in. for four days. What's that? They're the customers. Oh, sorry. Um, well, they they hired their own Learjet, and they were flying people from Sydney and from different places. Mm. So, Where'd I don't know. Go? It's pretty impressive. So much money. Good, good. How Fantastic. many cars would you have to sell to um, get their money back? Mm. Yeah, well, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Anyway, back to the October Blue Light uh, Motorsport event where you can't get a drink. <laughs> What's going on? You can't get a drink. You can't get a, you can't get a drink and you can't get anywhere to stay, so you have to you go can't. home. <laughs> Look, as my, I must admit, you know, it's, uh, it, it is, it's a great place to drive, but it's just so much better to watch it on TV, unless you're in the car, sort of. Mm. Unless you're really busy and you're involved with the team and you're, really, you're, you're working all the time, it's just not a place you really want to be hanging around. Bathurst isn't. The no, most I don't find it a place. Up the top? No, just no. Just, I've never liked it up the top. No, it's not. It's not. It's. I don't know. I yet. don't know where they come from. Yeah. Where oh, do yeah. the people come yeah. from? They, they out there. Yeah. I've seen some pretty mm. impressive shit up the top there. <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> in terms of like supercharged couches. I've yeah, seen, I've seen couches in trees. Yeah. People sitting in trees yeah. for like three hours. Off their trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the only reason they can sit in the trees is because they're off their trees. Yeah, they're drinking lots of water. <laughs> yeah. No, look, I think, you know, like last year, the amount of police up there was incredible. Mm. Yeah, it's all And it's good. I mean, well, it is good. They've cleaned it right up and made it family oriented again. Because, I mean, I can remember going up there in uh, oh, the mid to late 90s and it was just Ferrellsville. You just yeah. couldn't do anything. I mean, like they, they were getting up there on the Tuesday or the Wednesday and roping their areas off and, yeah. you know. And the boring's gone. No, yeah. no more. Mm. Which is probably a good thing again. Well, that's, that's the other thing. The, the <laughs> no, no more, not, it's, like, it's like Cornetto racing. <laughs> not, a, not a lot of wrecks for the council to have to clear no up. No more boring events. God knows how oh, much no, is it Trump, Is it drumstick racing or Cornetto racing? I don't know. All I can remember is Wayne Gardner and not staying too long in the sport. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, he, that he, he he upset a few people. What did he do? Oh, he just upset people. <laughs> and he went back to Japan where he was loved. Because he, he was he was big in Japan. He was very big in Japan. Yeah. If you're big in Japan, it's Dumped on it and went to people. Japan. A lot of people in Japan. Yeah. Well, the food's no good, though. <laughs> I have only one thing to you, for you to say. Huh? Uh oh. How you say? You Is want chopsticks or fucking spoon? <laughs> <laughs> fucking spoon. <laughs> Yeah. Right, moving on. Uh, mate, um, you've been down the southeast again, opening shopping centres. Oh, well, I did actually go down Another the southeast. Another set of shopping centres. How many are you so going to open? Gonna, oh, well, they keep building them. You Mount know, Mount Gambier is the second biggest city in uh, South Australia now, and they reckon it's it could be eclipsed by Wyala again 
in about a year or two's time because of the mining boom. But currently, uh, yep, Mount Gambier is booming nicely. And so uh, I made one of my regular trips down there and uh, had, had a very nice time. And viewers got involved very funnily with a gentleman who sells Weber barbecues, which is just perfect for our show. Um, so there I was in the Commodore Motel, which is where I always stay when I go down there. And um, I was out talking to a client and uh, we, uh, Evan, who's, who's the boss of the joint, came over to me and he goes, John, there's a bloke in the dining room and uh, he's got a MacBook, so he's right up your alley and he can't collect to our wireless network. So I went over and I had a chat to this guy and we played around and I, nah, nothing was happening. But you couldn't even see the wireless network, so in the end we convinced Evan that it was actually his problem and he needed to go and reboot his router, which he did. And uh, lo and behold, um, the guy connected fine. Anyway, during the course of the conversation, it turned out that he had a Weber shirt on and he was working for Weber. And he was actually the Victorian rep for Weber and he'd snuck across the border because the South Australian rep apparently doesn't go down in that neck of the W. He wasn't giving Max Mosley a gobful, was he? Well, he could have been, but uh, there you go. So anyway... Because I told him that I'd uh, I'd let him know when we've done this show and, and give him a plug, his name's David Burden. So anybody who wants a Weber barbecue in uh, in Victoria, if you go to your local Weber um, uh, dealer, I'm, I'm no doubt that David would have sold them the, the Weber. But what I got, Johnny, was in the course of our conversation, he told me that he had the kit in the back of his car, which was a Subaru Forester XT, incidentally, and... Um, to do me a live demo of how good the new Weber Q is. It's a bit hard to do a live demo. It's funny, so I'm just gonna do a live demo of a barbecue. Well, that's right. So don't you have a bit of ramp up time? Well, you do, but you normally you would have ramp up time, but as it turned out, we basically had a schooner of beer and I probably drank about half of it, I reckon. And in that time, the time it took me to drink half a schooner, he'd actually got the Weber Q out the back of his car, put it on a little table, uh, fired it up, closed the lid down, and got it nice and warm. And then he got these super deluxe lamb chops, those nice little cutlets. Yeah, yep. Threw three of those. He threw three of those on the on the Weber Q. Closed the lid. About three minutes on one side, two minutes on the other side, and they were absolutely special. And then he left the barbecue on for about another probably three minutes, and the fat all just basically turned to charcoal. He cleaned it up with a little wire brushy thing and let it cool down, put it away again. And so this WebEQ viewers, if you haven't seen one, go and check them out. And if you have seen one, you've probably seen it in the big department stores as I had, like Myers and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but take it from someone who's had the live demo and well, uh, actually, they it's are great. funny you say that. For Christmas, my old man bought my mum a Weber. What yeah. model did he get? I'm not sure what model it was, but it was um it wasn't it was an outdoor one. It wasn't the you know, the traditional kind of the one the Yeah the little the good kettle. Thing. It wasn't the kettle. Yeah, it was you know, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is we live at the beach, a little bit of rust coming up. Oh really? Mm. Rust. Interesting. <laughs> rust. <laughs> but um yeah, so look, but other than that, well this awesome one's cast aluminium and the only the only um, bit that could rust would be the uh, cast iron grill. So uh, but but Certainly, we, yeah. a friend of mine was telling me that he'd looked at these in uh, Myers, and he looked at the price on it, and he figured it wasn't worth the dollars. Like for the for the what you'd call the big size, the big family queue, it's a seven ninety nine uh, spend. You can't However, having oh, done having done the demo and seen it all happening, 
okay, you're spending probably 250, 300 bucks more than you would for a, a Jackaroo from Kmart or whatever, but I reckon it'd be worth uh, the money. Absolutely great to hear that uh, that you've met uh, this gentleman point, from yeah. Weber, and it's great to have them on board. We'll have to have them on the show to bring it around, do a demo. Obviously, we'll get some money out we of will. them, we'll get some product. And I cannot believe how good that logo is going to look on the side of Bryce's car for the rest of the year. Well, it's be just great. unbelievable because Sponsored you just happened to buy Weber. yourself one too, didn't you? Sponsored by Weber. And you know, the interesting mm -hmm. thing about Weber, the whole deal, <laughs> is that the distributor for Weber Australia-wide is based here in Adelaide. That's It's just a match made in a, a beer bucket. Heaven. Yeah. Anyway. So there you go, viewers. Chop, Weber chop. Q, go out and check it out and see if you can get a live You'll demo be getting a and cutlet. a lamb cutlet because uh, they are definitely way to go. It might not be a billion dollars, but it's a billion drives. Seagate has passed a milestone it with one billion indeed. hard disk drives. And I'm pleased to note, I think, unless you tell me otherwise, that the one terabyte time capsule that I've bought from uh, your, truly, your company's... What's uh, a terabyte? Uh, terabyte's a thousand gigabyte. This uh, wireless storage backup system is yes. an absolute treat. Server-grade drive. It certainly actually is. Actually made by Seagate, is yep. it not? It is. Thank you, JP. Working beautifully. Time capsule. See, Excellent. Well, let's just Deal. go back two steps just to the, the drive, the billionth hard drive, only by virtue of the fact that I wanted to say it's taken Seagate apparently 29 years to reach the one billion mark, but the next billion will ship in less than five. And any viewers who have got a current um, Dick Smith catalogue, uh, basically any, anyone who sells electronic stuff, there's drives everywhere. It's Moore's got Law working for you at its finest. 250 gig, 500 gig, 320 gig, a terabyte. They're everywhere. And cheap as cheap. People are going to need lots of stories these days, especially since Max Sennon would start in podcasting. The secret done surreptitiously <laughs> got you out of the blue, you three chuckleheads. Yeah, you did. And then you set us up on yeah. the bloody iTunes music site like the Three Stooges. That's, That's right. right. The three surprises should be good. Yeah, the three I hear you're getting rave reviews. We are getting rave reviews. The clients actually love it, Johnny. So you did do very well there. Oh, there you go. Go yeah. to uh, go iTunes Music Store. I, no, absolutely not. No. Uh, iTunes Music Store, um, and just search for the three surprises. No, no, you can't do three surprises. It's you search for Norwood. Yeah. Mac Centre Norwood. I'll go under yeah. technology. You'll find it if you look hard yeah. enough. It's not very long, viewers, so you won't get bored. Maybe we'll need to put a link up directly to it that'd be clever if you had a web guy to do all that sort of stuff well, for you. get it right there's a link on our website maxcenternorwood.com.au that's right to and that goes to the um, to, to the newsletter, newsletter with and a link. the newsletter has got the link to the podcast down the bottom on the three, the three chuckle lids at the bottom there and you off go. you go right laughing Barcelona Alan Simonson, first round of oh, the of the no first round of the Le Mans series a ah, couple of weeks okay. ago yep. with Richard Westbrook and uh, Lars Eric uh, sorry, Nielsen in the Farnbacher Porsche 997 GT3 RSR. Never quite sure why they call them GT3s, Bryce, when they're running in the GT2 category. That would absolutely screw people's heads up, wouldn't the it? RSR. Yeah, it actually, it's called a GT3 as a car, but yeah, it races in GT2. GT2. Hmm, it's I'm hard sure. work, isn't it? Well. I don't know. So how do they go? They uh, they broke down. <laughs> well, who, 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 who was it with? Which team? Farnbarsher. 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 Okay, so what the story was that uh, they're on a rotational basis between the three drivers to uh, qualify the car, and I think now there is a reduced time allocation for uh, for practice. 
Um, so time management is very important. Only Lars had been uh, the person to not race at the Circuit de, de Catalunya, uh, north west, north east, north north of north northeast of South Dakota. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> where the buffaloes run. And um, anyway, so he obviously had to go around and around and around a bit more than everyone else. But uh, it was Westbrook's turn to go in the car and qualify and uh, came up fourth. Wasn't too bad. It wasn't Richard, too bad. Richard qualified. Yep, they were fastest right until the very end when then the Virgo car with their factory Dunlops uh, put in a, a, a very fast time with Bruno at the wheel to, uh, to, to jag that. But it didn't take long before they managed to work their way, wiggle their way to the front and uh, take the lead uh, for GT2. Uh, so Richard would have started the first in. He did, handing over to uh, the Dane, Alan Simonson, uh, at the end of the second hour. Alan was in the car, but an unfortunate incident occurred coming in to the third hour. A Spiker a GT2 car spun on one of the corner seven um, and was stationary in, in the middle of the road. John Nielsen, also a Dane, uh, partnering with Casper Elgard in the SX Porsche LMP2 Spider, first time the LMP2 Spider has raced in, in Europe, Europe. Yeah. ran into the back of the Spiker. Oh. Um, that then caused uh, Alan having to, to break suddenly, and of course the retardation on a GT2 car without its carbon fibre setup, unlike the, the LMP car. Dingleberry, and he had a bit of a radiator problem. Temperatures went hot, came in, looked okay, put Lars in the car, temperatures going through the roof. By that time they were in 12th, decided to retire the car. Now, what I thought about that's very disappointing. They obviously showed good pace. But what was difficult for, for them was going, if they were about to put Lars in the car, that would have mean a Dane, Lars Eric Nielsen, ran into a Dane, John Nielsen, who had spun because of a spiker and he was in a spider. That's right. That'd be hard work. It would. Trying to work that out. Mm. I'm confused. <laughs> that's exactly my point. Anyway, Nielsen's in the spiker spider. <laughs> Better luck next to Anyway, he was out of there in a flash and was nipped straight up to Copenhagen to do a charity event wonderful, up there wonderful. with uh, the uh, Frederick's brother, the is Crown that, Prince. Is that the Prince? Yeah, the the Crown Prince's yep. brother, his uh, Joachimin, I think that's how you call it. Yeah. Yeah. Although he's not actually the Crown Prince, he's the Prince. The Crown Prince is the oldest one in the line who's married to Mary. Right. Ah, keeping, so the, keeping the Australian. Of. That's right. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and uh, with Mary's our... brother in law. That's right. <laughs> They're related. <laughs> They're all related. <laughs> They're all related. She's from Tasmania. <laughs> oh. Mangambia? <laughs> yeah. Shopping centres? You don't know Mangambia? No, it was Tasmania. <laughs> I've seen letterboxes down there with two heads. Like, they're two letterboxes. <laughs> it's letterbox A and letterbox B with the same one. You go, what are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, hopeless. Apparently everything's fair game. Though. I will never go back to the <laughs> royal court again. <laughs> uh, Christian Anderson could hear us now. So he went to Copenhagen. Yeah, to do a bit yeah. of running around for a... Uh, a um, uh, charity day and a bunch of drivers there managed to raise 200,000 euros for UNICEF in two days which is That's absolutely fantastic. wonderful not that he had a much spare time because it was straight off to there off there and onto the next GT round uh, uh, British GT round at Knockhill in Scotland 
uh, a very windy, grey old track where he uh, joined once again uh, Hector Lester, who was down here in Australia racing uh, the uh, the Ferrari 430 in the in the GT Championship. As you were Absolutely. keenly watching on last year when he came down here, Hector, he did the first lap and got hit. He was better this year. Mm. <laughs> no, it wasn't his fault last year. No. But it's a, it's a long way to come to get hit. It is, yeah. So anyway, how, how far did he get this year? Well, he finished the race. He finished? Yeah, no, he's, his driving's improved enormously. I, I, it really has. He was suffering in the heat. We tried to get him a cool suit halfway through the event, but that was uh, proving more more difficult. It is a hot event. Actually, bring up the event this year for Clipsal. Um, I'll come back to If we were a week later, oh. that was that 15-day in a row oh, massive yeah. heat spell. Yeah. We're pretty lucky there. Because mm, that lucky. would have been absolutely shocking in the car. It would have. Because it gets pretty hot. What's more, it would have just been more manufacturing of the figures, the crowd figures. Because no one would have turned up. Yeah, you're right too. Because yeah, it would have been everyone would have sat home in the aircon. It was a um, a fairly good weekend there for for the pair of them. Um, uh, Alan Simonson setting pole in his uh, for his race, um, setting the two fastest times in both races. And a new lap record as well. Okay. Uh, the pair of them coming out um, uh, second on the on the podium, and he uh, said to himself, "Look, uh, this is about the best I've ever seen as uh, British GT racing because now there's so many marks in there. Mm. Like there's the Lamborghini, mm. the Ascari. It's almost like what what GT racing should be here. Mm. I mean, if we could get a few more um, a few more uh, marks. Have into you heard the latest issue? The the latest um, news with the GT in Australia." No, I haven't. Please fill me in. Oran Park ground, not happening. Oh no, really? entries were down, so they couldn't, you know, they couldn't mm. do it. So, unfortunately, um, with the Porsche Drivers Championship running within the GT Championship, um, the Porsche drivers pulled out, and they're going under the kind of the Cup Car banner, Porsche Australia kind of deal, and they're doing their own series, and the GT is doing its own thing. So, unfortunately, it's just. Looks like it's the end of the GT Championship in Australia. It looks like you've made the right decision then to concentrate on Carrera Cup, mm, and uh, and you've you've moved uh, that that car of yours has been moved on to Lily, is it? Or? Uh, Mark Eddy bought it. Okay, mate. No, the the, the, uh, the Lee car was um, John Bowers' car, which he used for two rounds last year. Your to 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 uh, Mark Eddy, who was the man behind the Ed Harry clothing mm. store. And he actually won the first round, which was the Melbourne Grand Prix. Good on him. Other than actually second round. Sorry. You had another Lamborghini coming, but uh, it, it's it's not coming. No, it um, we decided no, we didn't want it, so they sold it with someone else. Well, it's yeah. probably quite a wise choice at uh, at this. Uh, if I wasn't gonna, point. I'd tell you right now, if we were in the situation we had that car, I wouldn't want it mm. because we wouldn't be able to sell it. No, yeah. and there's yeah, uh, Ted Hugelin has just bought himself s- one. Oh, did he? Yes, Ted uh, was hoping to have it here. It was on the way. Hoping to be here at the Australian Grand Prix, but good old Ted, top bloke in his seventies, and giving it a good go. Loves his white wine, <laughs> and he'd be he'd be Alan Cande Boucher sort of mate of yours. Actually, and, uh, um, talking of Teddy Hugelin, um, last year at the Sandown Five Hundred or whatever, what was the round we did last year for the GT Championship? At where? How far was it? Um, Sandown Three Fifty. Three fifty. Well, for you, it was a standard one and a half. Beardo came up to me in the start of the race and he said to me, Bryce, are you wearing a cool suit? Because it was quite hot. And I said, uh, yeah, we are. And he goes, oh, unfortunately, we can't use one because Teddy needs his oxygen. 
What do you mean? And I had an oxygen bottle in the car instead of the um, cool suit vest. <laughs> <box. that> right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds fair. Air ate, ate the martini. Mm, good kid. But uh, so we're on that uh, on that uh, that subject um, of uh, the Sandown. 350, mate. Just tell us in your terms just what happened. It's probably one of the scariest moments you've ever had in motorsport. Well, going into the round, we were actually on countback leading by 14 points. And the last round, we'd worked out we could finish second. And, um, well, we just had to finish one position behind Allen to win the championship. And going into it, you know, we probably didn't have the best kind of start to the weekend with the practice and all that. Um, anyway, so we started, I think it was third. Anyway, coming in, um, into the second lap, I was in second, and the car caught on fire, and I got out very quickly. <laughs> it was uh, quite a hot experience inside the cabin, and I, I haven't seen the video, but mm. you, you've told me that there are shots of the flames creeping around the helmet, and you actually yeah, you got a few nose hairs yeah, uh, uh, taken away. It's incredible how hot it gets so quickly with fire, and when you're trapped inside something, you, know, you can't really get out of it because you're obviously going fast. Um, yeah, it, it's. Oh, I don't know how to explain it. My my suit got pretty badly burnt. The inside of my nose was burnt because I breathed in the fumes. Um, all my eyelashes and my yeah, but I didn't. Any hair that was on my face was gone. True. But it was pretty hot. I can tell you right now. So I got out pretty quick, and that's not the way to lose a championship. Anyway. Yeah, it's a very tough break yes. indeed, mate. Uh, and that's uh, I think everybody knew that you'd driven a very, very good, good uh, um, event during the year. And it's just motorsport can be very, very cruel, uh, as as it had been the previous weekend to Jack Ellsgood in mm. the final round mm. of the V8 Championship oh, after leading the championship, nice. yep. you know, all, all year. And it was very, very difficult to sort. Of that's the sport, though. Uh, but it's mate, never you, been any different, has it? Takes some wins. It's a credit to you, like that. You're quite, you're very tenacious because you know you turned up for the uh, for the 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 Galar performance to see the, all the trophies given out and everything like that. And you probably many others would have probably just said, "Look, I just want to go away and have nothing to do with it." But you did that. We all hopped in the the Deluxo Hertz render truck and, and went into time. town and, and um, managed to um, managed to, to piss um, Tony Raftus's daughter off quite severely at night. Yeah, but anyway, that happens. Yeah. But look, to be honest, like the only reason why I didn't care so much purely because it was Alan. If it was someone I hated, I would not have been, you know, as happy. But look, I wasn't happy at all. But you know, it would be good to win. But Alan's a good kid. It is, and. Uh, We'll just go back. So thanks for sharing those thoughts with us. We'll bring, we'll come back to Alan a little bit later because there is something pretty important that we want to talk yes, to you about is. that. Yeah. But uh, must say, uh, congratulations to South Australian Steve Glennie and uh, and, oh, yeah. and uh, Barry Target. Webb to win Target Tasmania. Fantastic for Home Loan Centre Australia in the Evo 9, the same car that Alan had driven for Paul Carter last year. Yep. And I think after several stages on the first day um, and taking the prologue, uh, was never was never headed. It was a dry event. And um, Bryce, you've had a bit of a chat with a few people uh, that, that with, when you have a dry event like that, and a lot of the cars are geared up for, for wet weather conditions, there's uh, you're going to have an off, you're going to have a biggie. Well, it was surprising, you know, over... I've actually done a few rallies myself, and it's when it's dry, it is so fast, and when it's wet, it's it's incredibly hard to keep it on the track. But um, you know, this year with the guy that actually ran me the last two years in the Australian GT Championship, the Lamborghini, he um he ran two cars, 
both had crashes. So mm. obviously, you know, the fast kind of dry conditions, you know, it's, it makes it difficult. And a lot of the guys, I don't, you know, there's there's a few guys that are, you know, quite quite good and that know the roads. You obviously got, you know, people like Jim Richards, really experienced guys, and you've got some other guys that aren't so experienced. And, you know, it's generally the guys that aren't so experienced that have the issues, so, mm. you know. But look, Jim wanted to win it pretty hard this year. He he tried everything. To and win he it. ran an 08 to two, 08 um, spec uh, GT two, mm, um, so that was yeah. And he was definitely there in 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 for assuming the weather was going to be fairly variable. Uh, John and Jason White had had an incident earlier in the week and in uh, and, and were out. Yep, in yeah, the Super yeah. Legra. and uh, and Weeksy um, and uh, and, and Beck Crunkhorn um, had done very very well only to be forced into taking a two minute penalty with a tyre change in the early afternoon, early Saturday afternoon which pushed them down the field mm. so I mean you know and that can happen and and, and no fault of your own just simply tyres get chewed up and it, it's, 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 it's important to tell the viewers yeah. that you can't take a tyre mm. like you, you have no tyre spare that's really hard for people to understand when they see like you know supercar races going on they do 12 laps and they come in and change tyres and these guys have got to drive like 1500 kilometres yep. at speed around Tasmania in, in performance cars in totally uh, variable conditions and, and not be able to change the car although if they do they change they get a two minute penalty and that sometimes the uh, the officials say you have to do that Yeah, you, you, you don't have a choice which is what happened to Linda and Warwick a yeah, couple of years that's ago right, that's right. Right. Yeah. so yeah congratulations to Stephen I, I sent a couple of messages to him to messages to him today hopefully we'll get him over next week to have a bit of a chat yeah, about uh, his experiences get down there yeah. overseas a very significant uh, um, situation has happened and, and both very pleasing uh, whilst we know that CART and IRL are amalgamating um, yes. this weekend the last weekend was the first last time that the two events will run as separate events simultaneously the, uh, the Long Beach Grand Prix, which uh, was a traditionally a kart event supporting uh, the uh, Le Mans, American Le Mans series, uh, round three, um, after St. Petersburg, was uh, being held there in Japan, Twin Rig Motegi. Danica Patrick came through as the first woman yeah. to win a uh, IRL uh, race, beating all the guys, including Daria, Frank Keady, and Helio Castaneves, Indy 500 winners, legends, Brian mm. Briscoe, the lot. So yeah. that's brilliant for the sport to have a female come out on top. Actually, when I was in Vegas last year, I actually, um, I, I didn't meet her, I kind of saw her. I guess she was signing autographs and stuff like that. She's an incredibly good looking woman. So to be incredibly good looking. <laughs> and to, and to be able to steer, well. she's yeah. good. She's, yeah. That's a pretty decent yeah, effort. That's a fantastic effort, I reckon. And there's no two, good shot. No, no, no two ways about that uh, you, you, You've got to have balls to be able to drive around there, and uh, when you when you drive IRL, nothing happens small time yeah. when you go off. Any hit, just a big one. It's always biggie. And Will Power took out the uh, the yeah, final champ car that. race in in Long Beach, and not taking a, taking it away from him, the 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 quality of the field does seem to be a little bit like diminished, I suppose. Yeah. But it was the largest turnout mm. in uh, in champ car for a long time. That means that there's going to be a lot of Panos chassis available um, because everyone now moves to the integrated Dallara platform. Yeah. Um, thanks to Tony George providing those yeah. uh, free chassis and a million dollars and spares and uh, free McDonald's vouchers to everybody <laughs> who wants to go and, and do that. Like, no chicken. No, no, no meat. What about Starbucks? No, 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 Starbucks no, no meat as well. Patty. Or just, just McDonald's. Okay. That's right. So we'll wait and see what the, the, the next thing coming up is. <laughs> the next thing. 
Right. Well, uh, going to technology land, and, and Bryce, I know you're a bit of a techno guru. In fact, you're very good with uh, the uh, G, uh, uh, GT5 Prologue um, on PlayStation 3. He's come over to give us a few tips tonight mm. uh, on just how to uh, to try to beat his uh, seventh in the world, is I it, I was mate? seventh, and I've dropped back to 11th. Oh, oh, can you sleep at night, viewers? 11th in the world. I mean, that's not bad going, is it? I'm still shattered. I'll pick it up, will you? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you can uh, take the Forester. But there's got to be some guys out there, some geeky sort of guys who just drive 24-7. Yeah. So, you know, don't be too disappointed. You're driving real race <laughs> well, look, cars. It took me forget. two days to get that. Well, when I say two days, it was six laps the first day. And I probably did 10 or 11 laps the following day, and I did that time. So um, it's around Suzuka in the 4.30. Oh, cool. So um, hopefully we can pip that tonight. Well, we'll certainly give it a bit of well, a go. you've got to give Johnny some tips because he was useless when he was showing me earlier, right? Oh, no. Yeah. Useless, I tell you. Absolutely. No, where, you, where were you? You were... Last. I'm just not as expected. You were just straight off that runoff area and all the way around the outside. Yeah, way. yeah. Well, anyway, like, you know, yeah, okay, no, settle down, you know. I don't want to upset the local. I don't want to upset the talent, you know. No, I'm here, that, that's, I'm no. here to I'm here to support, not compete with them. Oh, anyway, Adobe's come out with a nice product called Adobe TV, tv.adobe.com, which is almost, a, it's a great bit of a, a web-based web training and lots of good cooking tips online. We'll have a look at that later on, Cooking which tips. is also, and they've also released Adobe Media Player, which is basically like iTunes Music Store, except everything's free. Well, that's nice. Based, moving, uh, and they're, they're doing that to leverage the Adobe Air platform, which yeah. is um, all very cool. Mate, Bryce, you get a lot of, is it James Small still, is it? No. No guy doesn't talk to me. And talking about the iTunes Music Store, we've just got a new music store in Australia now. We've got the Nokia Music Store. Nokia huh? have started up in uh, competition with Apple. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's the only only genuine iTunes competitor. Uh, same pricing, basically. Dollar uh, seventy per, uh, per single and 17 bucks per album. Uh, however, they do offer a bit of an incentive if you buy multiple albums. But... A little bit worried because uh, I went to check it out and uh, first thing I got was uh, this site does not support Firefox. Please use IE or something else. So it was like, well, bow, bow, sorry, you're out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not happy. And then, yeah, rolling on from that, of course, the the um, the rumour mill's running flat out about the fact that Apple's going to introduce the iPhone in Australia, which it probably won't do until about March next year. But nevertheless, whether it does or it doesn't is probably fairly immaterial. The biggest news uh, of the recent days is the fact that they've apparently, Apple have apparently um, uh, launched a, a patent application for an instant messaging service, which is sort of very similar to your iChat on your computer or your um, uh, Microsoft uh, messaging. Um, but on your iPhone. So uh, they reckon it's, um, it looks like a sort of SMS interface, but however, it's, it's, it's live based and you get a little speech balloon that fills up as you're uh, sending and receiving. So um, that could be an interesting, uh, interesting innovation ahead in the iPhone world. Well, wait and see, it's rumored to be the 3G mobile phone arriving in about June. Bryce, uh, you have had, uh Itchy fingers, 
with your iPhone that's been repaired and um, you've broken it again. Mm. Mm. Shattering yep. it. I don't even know where to start with this. Right, well, we'll just move <laughs> on. I, I, I had it probably for how long? <laughs> well, not long. I got yeah. it in China three months, all working good. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, it hit the fan. Well, it didn't hit the fan last weekend at Silverstone at the opening round no. of the FIA GT Championship, whereas our good friend of Club 44, Alan Simonson, <laughs> was uh, debuting with Philip Petter in the Aston Martin DBR9 GT1 car for Gigawave Motorsport. Out of GT1. That's right. If you heard it here first. Well, uh, it was a very, very grey old day there at uh, Silverstone. but. It um, they, uh, it was really a bit of a lottery as qualifying came about uh, and uh, they decided to go for the right set of tyres and uh, found themselves uh, quickly fastest and alternating between first, second and third only in the last last couple of minutes of practice to be bumped down to six. A pretty damn good effort in qualifying considering uh, it's a brand new team. Alan had not been driving a GT1 car before although he had plenty of experience at Silverson. Come the race, he decided at the very last moment to uh, to run with intermediates, whereas the rest of the field were on wets. And uh, as uh, he took st- got away from his sixth grid position, um, you know the the traction wasn't as as obviously as good as he would have liked it to be in the wet conditions, and uh, fell down to eleventh. But by lap ten, the uh, the track was starting to dry. At lap by lap twenty. Uh, the inters had really had come on and uh, those on wets were seeking uh, wet spots around the track to try and keep their uh, keep their their, their car tires on cool. um, their tyres cool absolutely Bryce and uh, it wasn't long uh, lap 27 before Alan had hit the lead probably in around about the 45 minute mark who then went on to hand over to Philip Petter at the 70 minute mark uh, Petter returned to the track on slicks and at the that point when everybody else was going on to intermediates that's right everyone else was going on to intermediates and it's important to recognise that between lap 10 and 20 the inters and the wets were about of an equilibrium but the uh, the pendulum of uh, traction would swing towards the inters uh, as you got closer to lap 20 and much the same situation happened there um, to continue to lead a splash and dash was needed to be done towards the end and staying on slicks it was really a, uh, a race to the end between uh, um, between between uh, Bartels in the Maserati MC12 and um, uh, uh, Ryan Sharp, Carl Wendlinger's partner in the Jet Alliance DBR9 a, a, a massive uh, fight ensued a few laps from the end uh, and they simply uh, f- uh, that uh, Philip Petter found himself with his tyres sort of just really at the yeah, end of their he, life he'd gone out on slicks whereas the others only switched to slicks later on in the uh, in the event and his, his slicks were just about out of uh, out of tyre life and the others were all coming on strong so. the car came home third a podium in their first attempt out there for a new team and yep. in GD1 and that was an absolutely sensational sensational uh, uh, job to do. I spoke to Alan about this and uh, I said, mate, this sounds very much like a deja vu of two years ago when at exactly this, uh, uh, just about a month later in May, you were with Hector Lester in the the Christensen Motorsport uh, Ferrari 430 Challenge where the the, uh, inaugural FIA European uh, GT3 round was being held. Uh, you'd qualified second on the grid, but uh, Hector had fallen off the track, no fault of his own, on the second lap and had handed the car over to you in 32nd with the tyres 
being the wrong tyres at that time and the and um, the the track drying. Sure enough, he found himself four seconds a lap faster to drive through the entire field to win the race. So uh, he had a little bit of a sixth sense there about things change here at Silverstone a great deal. So might as well um, might as well play a gamble. It's not always going to work, but I think they'd have to go away from that event very, very pleased about their pace and their ability to be able to dial that car quickly in. And as they're all going to new tracks, um, Philip Petter is no stranger to yes. high-performance uh, sports cars, having been an, an Audi works driver driving the, uh, the R8 at Le Mans several times. Um, alongside Tom Christensen and Frank Beeler and Dindo Capello, it um, it's a very, very pleasing result. It is a fantastic result, and well done, Alan, once again. And really, that's it from us because yeah, uh, we've got it. four yeah. mega steaks to be cooked out the back. Uh, Bryce, you've seen them, and uh, they rather uh, like uh, they're <coughs> looking good. The sausage is, is resting uh, yeah. in uh, anticipation of the bones. <laughs> And once she's got the bones, <coughs> then she'll be resting for the rest of the week. That's a, is that beef? It's beef. It's a yeah. decent beef. Well, beef. Right, uh, I mean, and then you you uh, you mentioned um, earlier that uh, oh, I can't remember exactly what you what you said, but uh, it reminded me of the fact that you know you, you don't eat meat very often. I mean, other than the four lamb chops you had for lunch, so uh, you know you'll be okay with this. I actually had four lamb steaks as well. Lamb steaks. Steaks. I had the full lamb German steaks. Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> <It's from Zibarisa. laughs> well, Bryce, thanks for coming along to the to uh, Radio Hot Lap episode eighty one and yes. um, telling us about That's some of the uh, insider things, sharing a Alicante Boucher with us, and look forward to uh, getting a few GT five tips. Have you got any GT five tips for the viewers? Keep it smooth. Keep it smooth. Keep it smooth. Way to go. Smooth is fast. <laughs> See you later, viewers. See you, viewers. Good night.